0: Hello and welcome to another Eurogamer newscast and this week we're talking about the launch of PlayStation Plus or the continued launch of it but it has arrived finally in Europe, the UK and a couple of other places around the world today completing its long uh, arrival and uh, it's been an interesting rollout. We've had um a catalogue growing over time, changing over time, and we'll talk a bit about all of that today. Joining me as ever it's Eurogamer news reporter's Ed Nightingale. Hello. And Victoria Kennedy. Hello. And uh, my name's Tom Phillips. So today PlayStation Plus is available in the UK and Europe, and we've been looking at some of the games that are available. Um, Ed, it's, it's a very similar catalogue, actually, to uh, the one that we saw um previously in North America. Um, but there is one difference, isn't there, that we've spotted so far? Uh,
1: yes. Well, you wrote about it, but yes. It's um, Super Stardust <laughs> Portable, um, which is the portable version of Super Stardust HD, uh, which was um shooting game, uh, which was originally back on the PS3. Um, so well before Returnal, uh, which we all now know and love. <laughs> Uh, which is also available, um, but yes, uh, Super Stardust Portable a PSP version. It is not showing on the uh, on the platform unless you search for it specifically. So, whether this is just an error or if it was meant to be added later and it's already up there, we don't know yet. Um, but potentially, there could be even more little uh, little Easter eggs to discover. It's like a game in itself.
0: Do you think that it's an Easter egg or do you think that Sony just hasn't put it on its store properly yet?
1: I mean, the whole thing's a mess. So I think (laughs) they probably just made a mistake.
0: (laughs) Well, um, yeah, you say it's a bit of a mess. Uh, and We'll talk about the statement they put out on Twitter this morning in in a moment. But uh, you also have been playing um, or browsing the catalogue. I'm not sure you can say you've been playing the catalogue, but you've been browsing the store and uh, you... You're you you have you have some thoughts, don't you, about sort of how it's organized and what options there are there to organize it?
1: Yeah, my I mean, my overall feeling about it is that I think it's good. Um, It's not an amazing list of games, but there is some good stuff on there. My main gripe is the UI. I just think that I mean, the PlayStation Store has never been great anyway. Um, It's it's always been hard to to search through games and find what you want. And when there's this huge catalogue of all these games that you're excited to see, it's really frustrating when you can't actually find what you're looking for. Um, They have these strange options of, of, I don't know, like the classic catalogue or just like the all-games section, which is predominantly the PS4 and 5 games. The catalogue is then predominantly PS1 to 3. But there's no way of searching by platform, which is maybe because there are so few games on ps1 they don't want to show that off um but you know you can't filter by certain platforms it's then unclear there's a separate section for streaming games which is the ps3 streaming games but a lot of those also appear in the other options so it feels like they're sort of repeating things it's like well where do i go to find that um and then ahead of this, I've just been looking through um, our guide, which you should all go check out, um, on uh, the PS Plus games, which has a full list of everything. And I'm looking through this thinking, I didn't see that when I scrolled through. And is that because like, I just couldn't find it? Is it hidden somewhere? Um, that There are quite a few notable things. Um, in terms of their choices, it seems like you know, I saw, for instance, Jack and Daxter one and two, but couldn't see three, which apparently is on there, but I couldn't see it. Um or, or other games in series where they've picked out the sequel and not the first one, or it which seems like an odd decision, but maybe I just can't find them because the UI is so bad. Um and that to me is the most frustrating thing. But I think there are some really good games on there, but as with this Super Stardust and, and with others, it's it's so hard to actually find what you're looking for.
0: Yeah. And it's been a bit confusing keeping up with it as it's rolled out over time. Like we mentioned that it's, it's been in the process of rolling out now for a month. It arrived first in some Asian countries and then Japan and then North America, and now Europe and UK and Australia, New Zealand, some other places too. Um, and each seemingly each time it's arrived, there's been some more changes to the catalog. Um, Although today we just had that um, one game added. But uh, yeah, I mean, Victoria, as you sort of keep up to date with all this stuff as it's rolling out, is it, is it easy to keep track of what's being added and, and when? Like they've made some promises in the past about the numbers of games available. Um, yeah, does it feel like to I... you that they've, they've they've got there already or is it a work in progress?
2: I think it's a work in progress, definitely. And you know, as Ed's already said, I am keeping on top of it mostly because of Matt's guide. And so I am just seeing what gets added into that rather than going through PlayStation because I find it written down in the guide much easier than the UI that is just described. If you you can't find anything there, I mean, so there's a lot of things where if I'm looking for a particular game, if I can't see immediately, I might give up looking for it on PlayStation, but if I know it's there on Matt's guide, I might then know to look a little bit deeper or something. So yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, Yuragama Guides.
0: Yeah, keep us our,
2: all, all up to date.
0: <laughs> our um, guide written by Matt Reynolds will link in the blog post for the newscast. Um, it's an invaluable tool, and it, it's quite an interesting thing to scroll through because it shows there's quite a difference um, in the different options, and maybe that's why they're not filtering them out because some of them are quite thin at the moment. If you take the PlayStation Portable section, for example... Um, With the addition today of Super Stardust Portable, there is now two PSP games. Um, There's actually a third uh, in Asia, um, but that's not in the uh, European and North American catalogs at the moment.
2: Yeah, I mean, that would look quite underwhelming on a UI screen just to have those two. You'd be like, oh, that's a a bit rubbish.
0: Yeah. That said, there seems to be quite a healthy selection of PS4 and PS5 games. You know, big titles, not necessarily brand new titles, although Assassin's Creed Valhalla is one of them, but uh, like the big game franchises that you you would want to see there Fallout, um, Soul Calibur's there, Red Dead Redemption 2's there, um, indie games like Dead Cells and Frostpunk, Little Nightmares. Um, It seems like the PS4 and 5 section has actually got a decent selection in it. Um, Perhaps that is more of a draw than the stuff that you actually get when you're subscribing to PlayStation Plus Premium because it's easy to forget there's actually two additional tiers here, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And Ed, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but um, we, we were saying this a little earlier, actually, before we started recording, that maybe the extra option should be promoted a bit more for some people who might not want the older game um, catalogs that you get with premium?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you can understand that Sony as a big corporation obviously want to push the 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 highest option because they want the money. So of course they're going to push premium as, as this big thing. Um, but for me, I think what's most disappointing about the catalog are the classic games. There just aren't enough of them. If you think of the rich history from however many years it's been, since the PS1 came out, there are some incredible PS1 games that just aren't on there. Um, and I think that there's a lot of potential to flesh that out more. But as we've said, if you filter by that, it looks very disappointing. Um, so I think that is, it really needs some work, and that's the big bonus of premium. Whereas with Extra, you're getting these PS4 games, these PS5 games, a lot of which are really good. Um, I think for, for some of us maybe you know we're in a privileged position where we keep on top of games we've probably played most of these i know that i'm looking through thinking well there's nothing massively new here um for me personally but i think if you're someone who has just bought a ps5 who maybe hasn't had older consoles and wants to catch up on some of these some of these series there is a lot of value for money here um especially with ps5 as you mentioned there's assassin's creed valhalla which has However many hundreds of hours of gameplay in it. <laughs> they keep updating it. Um, Quite a few. <laughs> but you've also got launch games like like Demon Souls and and Spider Man. Um, you've got Returnal in there. You've got Ghost of Tsushima in there. Um, Death Stranding's in there, which is I don't think it's the PS5 version, but you know that's obviously very recent anyway. There are some really really big franchises in there. Um, that, like I say, I think it's ideal if you don't already own a lot of games, you've got access to some great, great titles here. Um, but I think it's and that's that's all great for extra if that's all you want. But I think it is the older catalogue stuff that that feels disappointing and has the most potential.
0: Sorry, you yeah, mentioned I earlier this that. is sort of a work in progress. Do you do you think that um, that we are going to see more of these titles come out over time, similar to how Nintendo drip feeds? Stuff and um, you know, and also uh, we've talked in the past about the um, or we've written in the past about these PlayStation Plus game trials that are coming, and how that feels like something that's more of a work in progress because um, Sony is asking developers to put them together for future releases, right?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think they're definitely going to have to keep doing a drip feed, as you call it, of games because otherwise people. You know, I mean, as you guys have said, like the the retro games are pretty underwhelming and pretty sparse at the moment. And if that's something that you're looking to play, then if it's not going to have any more stuff coming to it, why? I don't don't know. At the moment, the retro stuff is not something that I particularly bother with. Whereas I remember playing some great games and I'd love to see them come back. Like, I I remember playing a, um, uh, oh my gosh, the Michael Caine film Italian Job. I remember playing Italian Job, the video game, on the PlayStation 2, and that was amazing. If that came back, I'd be all for it. So they need to they need to bring back some kind of drip feed system where they will bring other games to their catalogs, um, and then as the demos go, yeah, I, I I don't know how many. I mean, I know we've written about the fact that not all the demos are going to be the same length, um, which is fair enough. Uh, but yeah, they, they definitely need to kind of, I th- I think they need to like hype that up a bit more as well because, you know, that there are so many things like like the Kirby demo for example on the Nintendo Switch was such a cool little thing. And that was what made me buy the game. So I think they need to kind of focus a little bit more on what you can do for future.
1: Okay. I guess the game trials will be more of a thing when there are more new games coming out. So you know, when there are big releases, the
2: market, I suppose, yeah,
1: yeah, when there are big releases the end of the year uh, into next year, they'll be like, hey, here's here's a demo of that that you can test. Um, I guess people aren't going to play a demo for you know something that's already available on there. Um, but when they've got these big new releases, because they're not adding, you know, releases day one, they can say, "Well, we kind of have," because you can play two
0: hours of it as a demo. Got a
2: little, little um, starter course.
0: Do you think yeah. that they'll do that? Do you think that when God of War Ragnarok comes out, they will offer two hours of it on PlayStation Plus? I
2: think that'd be a very smart move if they did, because that would definitely wet a few appetites. Like, yeah, I mean, there's been a few things like on Game Pass, for example. Um, that I've played and I've not finished and I've gone on a board because I've had that experience in Game Pass. I'm like, no, actually, I want to finish this, but it's gone from the service. So, yeah, I I think that would be... I think if they didn't do that, that would be quite a missed opportunity for Sony. But in this whole situation, I feel I should say, it's not actually the service itself that's annoying me. It's Sony's marketing and overall layout of it. Like, you know, as Ed said, there are some really good games on there. It's just the delivery of it's been so... I wouldn't say shoddy, but it's, it's not been exactly very coherent and concise. So.
0: Mm. Well, um, I mentioned this morning that uh, Sony released a statement on something, but I did just want to say one reason I feel like maybe they might not do the God of War uh, two-hour trial thing or whenever they do do that for new uh, releases as they come out is because if they did do that, it, people could hold that up as an example of something that PlayStation Plus is obviously not doing that Xbox is and you know as much as they can say oh you can play 2 hours of god of war now free via playstation plus premium if you have that subscription that just leads uh microsoft to come back and say well you can play the entirety 100% of whatever we've got coming out on day 1 because it's because that's how we release stuff on game pass although of course you also need to have games to release to be able to say that which is uh, an issue for microsoft this year um
1: A bit of shade from Tom.
0: (laughs) Hey, I dish it out fairly. Um, Yeah, so this morning, Sony um, issued sort of a disappointing statement about the classic games that were on PlayStation Plus, uh, specifically the PS1 games, which are going to be 50 hertz in Europe, which is um, a lower standard than the 60 hertz NTSC versions available elsewhere. I guess it's good that they got ahead of this and issued that tweet and said, look, These games are coming because this is something that you know arguably a small percentage but probably a percentage that will be looking to subscribe to playstation plus premium to play these classic games will care about um it's just another sign as you were saying victoria that this feels like um the launch maybe hasn't had the time and the care attached to it that it could have had and that if they had waited a little longer then they would have been able to have these games available with a 60 hertz option from day one rather than some point down the line. But there we go.
1: Do people not want that original shoddy frame rate experience that they would have had in the 90s?
0: No, and what they also don't want is there's a halfway house option for at least one of the games which kind of stretch... I'm not Digital Foundry, so apologies the tech... (laughs) Uh, minds watching will hate this but it stretches the 50 hertz into 60 hertz and then just makes it look weird with like kind of ghosting artifacts because that's not how that version of the game was originally designed to be played um, yeah they don't want that either
2: yeah see I think if I was going to play a retro game I'd want it to look nice because in my mind I remember them being like I've got those roast tinted glasses in my mind they look great and if I go back and play that game I'm like oh no my childhood was a lie <laughs> I remember it being <laughs> so amazing I remember being I mean, again, just because it's the game on my mind, the Italian job game, I remember thinking the driving mechanics and that was amazing. And I'm sure now if I held up against like Forza, I'd be absolutely horrified.
0: <laughs> my wife played an awful lot of The Getaway when she was younger, um, the classic PS2 Sony um, game set in London. And I did have a look this morning to see if that was on the catalogue, but it wasn't, sadly um i'd be looking out for that ed is there anything that you want on the catalog that's not on the catalog currently for these sort of classic games
1: um i think for me as as i mentioned as a general point it's just more ps1 games um i I, you know 13 is just not enough and even of them it's like do people really want to play toy story 2 or two different worms games like are they really the most popular games you know where's I can't even think of it. Like me, they don't even have Crash Bandicoot on there. Like you'd think that's a wipeout as you know, original PS1 games, which you'd think would be, you know, really popular choices. Um, Resident Evil 2, it's got Director's Cut, up, but where's two? Where's three? Um there there are so many classic PS1 games. Admittedly, a lot of them have been remastered in, in over the years. But I think being able to play those original versions. Um, would be a massive, massive draw. Um, so I think that it needs more of those classics. If there's one PS1 game I would love to be on there, and it's because I've never played it, and it's impossible to get hold of, and that's Legend of Dragoon, which is an old JRPG that Sony made to rival Final Fantasy VII. And it basically is like, if you want to buy it, at least in the UK, it's at least three, 400 quid to buy the disc because it's incredibly rare. And I think it's been available on the PlayStation Network in America, but on like PS3 and 4, but it's never been available over here um, in the UK to download. So that's one game that I've, as a JRPG fan, I've always wanted to play that and never got around to it. So I would love for that to be on there.
0: Hmm. As soon as you said the words Final Fantasy VII, I understood why you wanted to play it.
1: (laughs) I have downloaded Final Fantasy VII. Even though I own it across multiple platforms, I was like, yeah, I'm going to download that again.
0: <laughs> you can play the game <laughs> how it was originally meant to be played rather than all this remake nonsense, right?
1: Well, that's the thing, but is that we, we it's listed like as a PS4 game, which means that it was the re-release version that is slightly smoothed out from the original PS1. So it's not even the PS1 version of it.
2: Well, you have to pause, though, like where it has changed disk. Do you do that? I remember doing that in PS uh, in 5.8. Yeah.
1: You
2: have to, like, pause, walk around a bit.
1: Come exactly.
2: Resume play. Do you remember changing discs?
0: <laughs> I, do. I do. Resident Evil 4 had that on the GameCube because remember those GameCube discs were so small that yeah, they couldn't yeah. fit all of the stuff on one. <laughs> yeah. Happy memories. Remember discs? Mm. I can't remember the last time I actually put a disc into my console. I think it's just downloaded these days. <laughs> um, or streamed. Uh, And yeah, do look out for more stuff on Eurogamer. We're going to obviously be covering PlayStation Plus extensively and Digital Foundry is going to be um, weighing in with its takes on all of this, including the streaming services. Um, We talked a couple of weeks ago, maybe a bit longer about PlayStation Plus and whether we'd subscribe to it. Uh, And I wanted to sort of circle back to that. And um, now we've got the full catalogue and we can sort of analyse what's there and what's not. Uh, I wanted to ask you, both again, maybe if um if you've been tempted, or you know, if you would subscribe, and maybe if you were slightly tempted, what package you go for, um, extra or or premium? Would either of you subscribe with the offering that's available today?
2: I've actually just had an email through from PlayStation announcing, guess what's here today, Victoria, introducing the new PlayStation Plus. Um, I have actually just subscribed to it. Yeah. So I, I, I think I, I was a little bit shady whenever we spoke about this the last time. But yeah, I, I am on, I think, on the extra premium. The top one, sorry. Premium's on premium is the top. Premium. I'm on that one, yeah. So I, I have slightly had to put my tail between my legs and say, yes, I have actually. After all my hoity-toity, I'm so underwhelmed. I have actually gone for it. So
0: It's fine to say that stuff because, like you know, like you want that service to get better. It's fine to comment yeah. on that. Ed, how about you? Would you pay um it's I should just say thirteen fifty a month for premium, which is a lot. Ten ninety-nine for extra.
1: It is a lot. Um I am subscribed to premium because I'm a fanboy and I don't want to miss out. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> when Hello. I see stuff I'm
1: like I at least want I'm <laughs> probably not gonna play half these games, but I at least want access to it to say that I could play them. Um I think if if someone came to me and said, look, should I get this? I think it depends on what your situation is. I think if you you are a big Sony fan from across the years, um, then I think, sure, go for premium. Um, It will get better, but it's not great now. I think if you are a sort of fairly interested average, then go for extra. I think that has the best value for money at this point. And then maybe in a few months time, they will have bolstered premium. Think about upgrading to that. Um, I think if you have just bought a PS5 um, and you don't own any games yet, I would say that extra is is a must because you're you're literally getting the best games available um, straight off instead of paying 60, 70 quid for them individually. So I would say that for brand new PS5 owners, it's actually really, really good value.
0: I agree, um I think if I was a new PlayStation five owner i would I would subscribe um to extra, probably not premium um, but it's also worth me keeping in mind that I also pay for Nintendo switch online plus expansion pack and game pass so mm. yeah uh, the Nintendo switch online expansion pack thing is interesting actually because you know sort of talking about the lack of PlayStation 1 games, PSP games on the service at the moment. Th- that That is a very similar situation to how Nintendo Switch Online launched. And, you know, there's that drip feed of stuff every week. It took, you know, ages for Majora's Mask to come on there and people were, you know. But this is the way that it happens. It keeps people from just subscribing, logging on, playing what they want, and then unsubscribing again afterwards. It keeps the service in their headlines course Eurogamer and every other games website under the planet Um, not that there are any others Uh, we we report on the new things that are being added it's a marketing beat every month there's um, new bits and pieces to check out and keep people coming back and keep subscribed so
2: for Nintendo Switch online I actually signed up to that after the uh, Mario Kart DLC uh, announcement so that that was like the hook that gave it or made me subscribe to that one and then I've obviously just kept it going because I don't know, it's easier than trying to unsubscribe from some of these things. Um, but it's been good, yeah. And you know, my son's been playing Kirby and the uh Crystal Shards. So us say Crystal Skull, but well, that's um Indiana Jones. Crystal Shards. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I am mean, sure that as, you know, as you had just said, like I'm sure as time goes on this service will get better and I'm sure more people will come to it as things get added, like I did. For Nintendo Switch Online, I went because I wanted that Mario Kart DLC. I'm sure there'll be other things for other people that make this new PlayStation Plus more desirable as and when.
1: What could they add? Sonya is definitely the new the new Nintendo. But then at the same time, you know, if if they were like, hey, here's like five thousand games, you'd be like, Okay, this is too much. Like, how do I on this UI, how do I search for that? How do I find mm-hmm. what I want? Um, but that would also be very overwhelming if there's just There's so many games that it's like there's too much choice. And actually, if they do roll it out, I mean, look, I would love for for there to be more games at this point. But with the thing of them rolling it out more over the next few months, that does mean that then you you can draw focus to those games and think, oh, that's coming out now. Great, I can play that and focus on it as opposed to thinking, right, I'll add that to my backlog. And then in two years time, I'll suddenly remember, oh, I meant to play that and I never did. Um, At least it's kind of top of your mind that way.
2: My husband and I did that with Netflix. We're entertained in an Airbnb and we don't have Netflix here. And we're like, let's watch a film and then I think it got to like eleven thirty we hadn't chosen anything else. Like, I'm I'm really over it now. Like it's too much <laughs> I want to go to bed. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, I, I wonder if there's anything else that PlayStation can add maybe down the line that that bolsters that offering and maybe something like the kart DLC. Um I think what's going to be really interesting um, in the sort of years to come, so looking further ahead, is how PlayStation Plus Premium acts as a... Um, how it integrates with all of these live service games that PlayStation has mentioned that it's going to be introducing sort of 10 over the next few years. And um, I think we probably got a you know a, a, a first look at one of those, which is the Last of Us online stuff. Um, we don't really know much about it, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's all sort of guesswork at this point. Exactly what that will look like, apart from a bit more uh, like PlayStation, uh, like subscription-y, E, I would imagine. But how it's going to integrate into the Plus Premium service, do you get extra bonuses from being a Plus Premium subscriber in that game? Because obviously, you know, it's a free-to-play game. These live service games will be free-to-play to, inter- to get as many people in yeah, as possible. Like, but what do you get as a Plus?
2: Premium, you get... Kratos'' so say Kratos's skin, you guys know what I mean, but like I' definitely like that must be something that will come like different tiers. you get a different character or something
0: maybe you get the season passes or the battle passes or whatever those things are, you know, like whenever the monthly or sort of the seasonal um payment that they want to take from you um and this is how fortnite does its subscription you know if you you can buy a battle pass every three months or you pay the monthly subscription, you get some currency, you get the season pass whenever that arrives, so you never have to pay extra for that. And then you do also get like an extra character per month and some exclusive cosmetics that you can't get anywhere else. I think if I was Sony and I was sort of looking at how to integrate premium into some of those games to to do something like that, maybe.
1: I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, at the end of the day, you want people to to play these live service games, like you need plenty of people available to, to make multiplayer matches happen and whatever. So if you've got all these people <laughs> subscribed, it makes sense to, um, to to give them an incentive to play it and, and boost that for sure.
0: Yeah. Also, if your games...
2: You that headline. Sorry, Victor. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just remembering that, like the one person that was playing, I can't remember what game it was. I'm like, that'd be such a shame. If you... Yeah, you need incentives to make sure people actually do come and play your games.
0: Yeah. And if you're giving games away for free um as essentially you are with a free-to-play game you know you want to make sure that people don't unsubscribe from your subscription service because um you know they think oh i can just play free-to-play games instead it's like adding the value to that that keeps people subscribed on top of the free-to-play games that they play
2: i only very periodically play a free-to-play like online multiplayer and you can always tell like everyone else looks really well like kitted out and I'm there very basic stuff because I'm a cheap skin I don't like paying for the extra stuff I'm only going to do it a bit so yeah I'm always like at Spartan that is looking very worse for wear because everyone else has got these like, amazing high tech upgraded helmets and things and it's all me Hello. so if you're ever playing a game and you see that one person that looks like they shouldn't be there it'll be me <laughs>
1: <laughs> if there's one other thing that I would really love for Sony to stop doing And please tell me if there's an option that I've missed for this that I can switch off. It's these annoying thank you for purchasing emails because I didn't purchase something. I downloaded it for free. I did not spend any money. But this morning I had like a a whole string of individual emails for each individual game. like Thanks for purchasing. I'm like, wait, how much did I spend? Oh, wait, no, I spent nothing. Yeah, I always worry. But it just panics me every time. And I don't need the spam (laughs) in my inbox. Just give me one with all of them or just don't give me one at all. And I don't know if there's an option to turn off that email, but it always irritates me.
2: (laughs) I suppose it's kind of like your receipt.
0: But you didn't spend any money. But yes. Yeah, I don't need a
2: receipt. But you kind of spent the money because you paid for the subscription.
0: I don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's clear that Sony has some stuff to work on, but... um... It can't be all bad if a couple of us are already subscribed and we'll keep an eye on how the service evolves over the months and years to come.
2: As I've already said, yeah, it's not the service that's annoying me. It's the way it's been presented, which is not what I'm paying for. So,
0: But what you are paying will go into the service and hopefully,
2: hopefully make it improve better. it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the people. <laughs> the greater good. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, let's say that and not. The fact that you'll probably get some nice um the last of us cosmetics from being a subscriber when the multiplayer launches
2: no it's for the people
0: <laughs> well on that altruistic note we'll leave it there for now um thanks again if you have made it this far uh watching us and my thanks to ed and victoria Ed, where can people find you on twitter
1: you can find me at ed with an n
0: and victoria
2: I am a Little Chop Shop Gal,
0: and I am Tom Phillips CG. Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you.
1: Bye.